This week on the Podland Trailcasters. Getting off that roller coaster is the quickest way to get over the nausea that the roller coaster induced, right? Do the Pelicans really need a power forward, though? My dog could get a blue check mark if they wanted right now. So you have to be, you have to do your due diligence here. Your dog uh, has eight bucks? Uh, they have to do some chores, okay? I'll, I'll give them the eight bucks. <laughs> The 2023 pick would then convey to Chicago right now. You wouldn't be allowed to trade next year's first round pick, but it would open up 25, 26, and 27. I'm sorry, I took a left oh, turn, good. right turn, left <laughs> turn. I loop, loop back. I, I, I'll get us back. I can get us back here. <laughs> no, I'm back. Like Chris Rock said, a man is only as faithful as his options. So on the Jeremy Grant thing, um, do you know something that makes you sure that we're and I don't want to move that for a guy for pieces. Like I don't want to move that for auxiliary pieces, but I would move it for another borderline star. And OG on Adobe right. is that. And if you want to build around Dame, well then you can't trade him. So you have to logically look at your next best trade asset. Bringing up some points that I disagree with as far as Anthony's value. Uh, you disagree with everything. He's not an offensive juggernaut, but he's a more consistent defensive center than Yusuf Nurkic, and he's a starting caliber center. They're Portland in a way, where it's like their their goal here does not seem to line up with the actions and kind of the way it's gone. It's it's gone too well for him, where I guess with Portland it's gone too poorly, but uh, Portland. Uh, I mean, it looks like Chris wants to hang out for another hour. Yeah, I was ready to leave the minute you unmuted, so. <laughs> <laughs> He wasn't going to sit halfway through the year last year if there hadn't been some sort of handshake deal about the money he was going to be getting. Go trade deadline. Hello, Rip City. To all of you ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between, whether you're in town or out of town or in any corner of these worldwide interwebs, thank you for tuning in. You've already heard me do the intro once this week, so I'm not going to run through the whole thing. But when we recorded a few days ago, we were joined by some of our Discordian friends, MacDoof, Dimad, and Julio, all three of whom are rabid trade fiends. Shout out to each of them and thank you for joining us. And the conversation ran long enough that it just didn't seem right to try and cut it all down to one episode. So here we are bringing you part two of our trade deadline burnout extravaganza. If I can say one more thing before we get rolling, let me just point out the reason this conversation happened is because all three of our friends here have joined the Trailcasters Discord. If you would also like to get involved with the pod, we've got live episode recordings of this pod. We've got a handful of other podcasters, content creators, and local artists, as well as game access with a third bench ticket group, some season ticket holders that are just a great time up in 317. If you don't get to go to many games, you should get in touch with the third bench and come and join us. We also have swag exchanges happening on Discord. We have game night chats when you can't go to the game yourself. All this by Blazers fans, for Blazers fans like you, like me, like all of us. So please come and join the Trailcasters Discord. The link is in the episode description. Without any further ado, let's jump right back in to part two. If you have any of those three dudes, Penny, Nurk, or Hart, that needs to be moved pre-deadline. Obviously, Hart, since we might be able to not hold on to him. But Simons, I'm more worried about waiting till the end of the season if he doesn't perform, if he doesn't kind of meet the standards we've set and he kind of shows some of these dips in consistency like we've seen from a bit already this season. I'm concerned with what value... Uh, with what his value might do if it kind of dips a little bit. Nurkic, on the other hand, when we've looked at pieces before the season, like Turner, like John Collins, whatever else, 
Turner's whole contract that you mentioned, where he's getting paid big now for the rest of the season, but he's added two years after this that are right at the same level as Nurk. That's a much more appealing asset in the offseason than it would be pre-deadline. So I'm just saying, if, if you're waiting on one, I'm waiting on Nurk. Simons and Hart are the guys that would be trying to package around. With that in mind... I, we, no, I, I just got to put one stop before you, you, you bring it on. Oh, we just don't have one? to carry on. But like, I, I, I don't know. Again, I don't know how in the same sentence you can talk about worrying about Ant being a declining asset because he doesn't live up to your expectations, despite the fact that even though he has been a little up and down and has shown some inconsistency next to Dame, he's having the best year of his career. But then sit here and defend Yusuf Nurkic, who, despite being healthy and playing, has been, has been awful. Nurkic has had Nurkic is in Nurkic is in the middle of a down on that roller coaster like we've talked about. I think he's had some good ups this year too that have looked pretty damn good, and they've correlated with when the Blazers have looked good. Simon's on the other hand, I, I'm not saying that they I'm not saying that they, sh they shouldn't be put in the same sentence. I'm saying they should be. I'm saying everyone wants to load up on Nurk not being consistent enough and underperforming. <laughs> Simon's has largely underperformed as far as the contract he's been given. If all he's yeah. bringing us is 20 points a game, no defense, no playmaking, and the rest, we need that kind of stuff. We need a more versatile skill set from the dude, kind of like we have a versatile skill set from Nurk, and that's part of what makes me more hesitant to move on from him. But the big thing is timing. I think you could get a similar package for Nurk in the summer that you would right now at the deadline. I'm not sure if the same holds true for Simons and it definitely doesn't hold true for Josh Hart. So I just feel like those are the pack those are the assets that we should be looking at first. That's all I'm trying to get. All to. right, Keith General Manager Belton <laughs> Smith, that's way too long. Anyway, we got we got enough on. titles in here. Uh, but moving on. Let's bring in we got we got some friends hanging out with us right now and I know Mac has been waiting for me to jump in on this conversation, probably hearing us go back and forth on Nurk and just, you know, chewing his mic off. Mr. McDeuce, Brandon McIntyre, it's been way too long, my friend, getting you back on the pod here. And if if ever there's a time to bring Mac on the pod, it would be for right before the deadline here. Where's your head at, man? Other other than the obvious, look, let, let me just intro you here too, because you brought up, you you linked an article from The Ringer this morning from Kevin, Kevin O'Connor. And the first thing you said is Keith's not going to like this. And I'm assuming when I read that, <laughs> when I read that warning, I'm assuming we're talking some Dame trades. There's this guy going, oh, you Portland just needs to get out of uh, out of the the their bargain with Dame. And the, you know, there's not ready for for working around and building around him. Kevin O'Connor was with me. He says that despite half of his national audience saying they want Dame to move to their city instead of being up here in Portland, he still thinks that Portland should be building around Dame. He then did go on to make two of his four points about how they should move on from Nurk. But then he also mentioned that Simons is probably needing to get moved as well. So I thank you for the warning, sir. I appreciate you uh, having a having a uh, having some defense for my sensibilities. I, I do appreciate that. But it wasn't nearly as bad as uh, as I expected it to be from your warning. So, Mac, wh where, where are your thoughts at this point? Wh what was your feel on the article and all the discussion that we've had this morning on Discord and in here in the pod as far as Nurk versus Simons and all the rest of it. And again, listeners, if you want to get on the pod like this, if you want to be involved in our all of our trade banter conversations and everything, come and join the Discord. The link will be in the episode description. Without further ado, Brandon McIntyre, can you hear me? I can. Yeah. Hey. And uh, I'm I'm always trying to protect your heart there, Keith. So you know, that's <laughs> what I was just giving you giving you the warning. You know, I need I to, appreciate I need that, to dude. do that. Yeah, you're, you you're a good friend. Hey, you can't you you can't stab a guy in the chest, walk around the block, come back. <laughs> take the knife out and stop the bleeding and say, hey, I'm just trying to protect your heart, big guy. I'm not sure what you're referring to, Chris. But, um, uh, yeah, let's talk about Nurk for about another half an hour. Um, no, I I mean, I, I think He's what I was also... So much editing. Yeah, I think what I was getting at with 
all right, where I'm at with all the Nerf trade stuff is that I think that no one will value him as a positive asset, meaning his contract, the length of his contract and what he provides, right? If he were on the final year of his deal or he only had one more year or if he was maybe making a couple million dollars less, I could see it being a different story. But, you know, it's like he's 20, I think 28 years old, something like that. You know, so he's not going to go, like you mentioned, Charlotte. I don't know. Charlotte's dumb. So who knows? Charlotte could do anything. But <laughs> I, I, I suppose I could see that, um, you know, especially if it were, I mean, I've, I've played around with the trade machine so much, especially like if it were like a Gordon Hayward thing, I could see them just do it. Like, But I think that would be the kind of thing that you're kind of getting into with there. You're talking Nurk ner- for Hayward, so not not trying to yeah. get a get a big man back, but getting like a some, a real solid wing for us. Well, uh, well no, so I, I, I say that thing. Yeah. I'm thinking like five years ago, Gordon Hayward. Yeah, sorry. I, I mean, yes, and I mean the thing I'm really getting at where um, uh, Hayward much more so being viewed as a negative asset because he doesn't play and he's making thirty million dollars a year. Mm, um, yeah, you know, so where if, yeah, if they were if they were to trade him anywhere, they're going to have to give like at least a pick probably multiple picks to like get off that contract. Um, so I think like that would be the, we're giving them value by taking on a Hayward, just as an example for getting like abilities or fit or any of that, just thinking business and contracts and things like that. I think that'd be the kind of thing where we would be able to get off of see even how I'm saying get out getting off of Nerf. <laughs> hey, I, I, I know where you stand it, right? on it. Uh, like, yeah. Like I'm, I'm not sure. I think you were here a minute ago when it was me and Chris bantering back and forth on, on Nerf's position and value. I, I'm with you. Like I, I just, again, to be clear, I'm not putting him as, as a huge uh, positive value asset when it comes to all these trade talks. I just don't think he's as low as a lot of you guys are, are throwing him either. So, but I do understand you're, you're getting off of uh, getting off of Nerf thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, let I me just, ask you this: I, Would you put it? How different would you phrase it if it's about getting off of Simons? Do you see him as being a somewhat inconsistent uh, or, or some somewhat of a weak link for us here, or are they on different ends of the spectrum for you? Well, they're they're different in the way. So I think I mean I'd agree that they both had down years, um, you know. And I Simons is a tricky one because I, like Chris, still believe in that guy's potential uh, a lot, um, but it is potential <laughs> like he's pretty good right now like and he's a good sure, scorer yeah. there's a yeah. lot of things he does very poorly but you know he's a good scorer um and i think you could i think you could get something decent for him but whatever it, it, it's having to get a team that is buying into that potential because you know i i think if we had traded simons at the end of last season we would have got more for him than we would get right now Mm, um, so, so kind of the CJ uh, CJ McCollum 2.0 in ways where mm-hmm. Blazers maybe have a tendency to wait a little too long on the potential and the hope for guys, and then maybe the value goes down. Well, I think I, you know, I would think that Simons is still on the way up because he's still young and still being into more of a consistent, consistently bigger role. Right, that's still pretty new. You know, it's only been from basically the trade deadline last season, halfway through, or, yeah, you, yeah. Know, you know, to now. But, so, he's would, had a, would you say? I'm sorry, bro. There's a delay. I don't mean to be interrupting you. Would you say that uh, while you think Simons would have gotten us more value last year than moving at the deadline right now, maybe he'd be getting more value for us again by next year's deadline? Is that kind of where you're going or off season? Yeah, I mean, who's? I mean, at this point, it's just since he has a consistent role and a bigger role, uh, it's that's TBD, right? <laughs> so we're, we're, it's a gamble. 
uh, I think we're still we're we're in the gamble phase with with Simons because of the sample size. Yeah, sample um, size. I totally. Yeah, agree. and and I, you know, my my take is that both Dame and Simons are better when the other isn't on the court. And as the the <laughs> as the roster is now, like that's just not going to happen. It's, you know, like they're right. they're gonna yeah. they're gonna play you know thirty five minutes plus each. So uh so yeah i mean i you know i i think one of those guys has to be moved <laughs> for this team to for this team to grow like they you can't play those two guys together um and and expect to have you know a, a team that's going to make any kind of a serious run uh, me, something else that chris and i were discussing in here a minute ago uh and let me just put this to you since we kind of were talking about it earlier in the uh uh trade talk channel and the pod topics channel on the discord come and join the discord listeners if you haven't already link in the episode description if any of these three players we're talking about for blazers uh penny simons josh hart yusuf nurkic if any of these three have much more value be- if any of these three have much more value being moved before the deadline versus looking more for like a move in the off season do you think any of them stand out well, I mean, obviously hard because he's an expiring. Right. Um, right. And I, I mean, that's a, that's a tough one. I mean, it obviously seems like he hates Portland, but that, the city. <laughs> Who, Josh <laughs> Hart? Yeah, just uh, he, he's his, his rain comments social, and all man. that. Yeah. Um, uh, so, <laughs> to be fair, a lot of Portlanders make those same comments. doesn't mean that they don't love yeah. Portland. It's just, it's, you know, our, our people, you, you can embrace the ugly side. I, I'm, I've got hope that he still likes it here, but I'm, I'm with you. Sure. That if anyone has to get moved, it's probably hard. What about yeah, I mean, Simons and Nurk, though? Is, is there a well, difference but, now? But, but awesome. on to Hart, I, I still, I mean, I think with him and Grant, I mean, it's, <laughs> I think it's all depending on how the season goes uh, that could influence either of them re-signing with the team. Uh, I think uh, whoever, whichever of them does, uh, we're paying the Portland tax. Um, so we're paying, we're paying a premium to keep either one of them, just like we did with Nurk. Like I think on the open market last offseason, Nurk at the most would have made the mid-level mid-level exception. Um, so we overpaid, you know, five, four or five million bucks. Um, mid level was like twelve or fourteen. Sorry, no, it I think it was uh, ten and a half, eleven, something like oh, that. Oh, was it? okay. <clears throat> I thought it was higher. My bad. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he would have got that, especially for the teams that had money. I don't think he would have got any more than that from any team this last offseason. And I'm sure there was just you know. Like was rumored about that the deal was done in February with Nurk. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure there was there's some truth to that. Um, Before the deadline, when everyone started getting shut down, yeah, we were talking about yeah, that for a while. Yeah, like, that's like, what part of what let yeah. him sit. Yeah, you sit. Here's your contract, right? Like, I'm, I'm sure there was <laughs> some version of that conversation that happened. Um, and so, yeah, I, I mean, I think we could, I think we could definitely keep both those guys. Um, Grant and Hart, I think we, if we do, we're overpaying both of them to, to be able to keep them. Because I, I mean, I, uh, I heard you say like 15 million or so for Hart this off season, which maybe right. Uh, there's the, there's still not a ton of teams with cap room this off season, um, especially teams that would be not like, you know, not teams. Um, <laughs> you know, there's Memphis and you know we'll see what happens with the Lakers. Uh, there's maybe one <laughs> other team out there. As far as who would work at Hart? They could have the cap room. They could have that cap room. Oh, oh the cap space. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. And so, which, you know, isn't everything. People can move things, but like who's going to be trading off of money to get Hart? That, I mean, 
<laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't feel like you really see those types of moves happen. Maybe I'm wrong. But uh, so I think that we're still in the catbird seat if we do, if we don't trade Hart to keep him this offseason. Um, now, I guess to your getting back to your question, though, like with Simons or Nurk, I mean, obviously things open up more in the offseason because there's more flexibility with cap space. Um, and with the assets coming back our way. Yeah. Just, just that ex- the example being uh, the Miles um, Turner contract that we talked about. Sure. Seen that get reworked. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah. That, that was, that was weird. But yeah, that, I, I would, I mean, there's, there's things that open up. Plus, like one of you mentioned about, you know, us getting that extra, uh, well, theoretically being able to have an extra pick with all the TBD on the Bulls thing. But, um, mm-hmm. So there's, we would have more assets to be able to give out, uh, at least potentially. Um, so there's more options there. I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I think that all, all of the scuttlebutt. It seems hard to think that they're not going to trade <laughs> Josh Hart. I, I don't, I don't want them to. Uh, I've, I've kind of come around to that. Like I, I don't, I don't see. Like I have tried and tried and tried to see like what what can we get for Hart or Hart in a pick uh, that is going to bring us back something that is going to elevate us, and I can't find it. You can't <laughs> you find anything I mean, you like Hart, Hart in a pick. I, you don't see anything working. No, I mean yeah, because you're talking about things like Olenek or something like that, where you're. That's shout that, that would shout be. Out. Shout out to our guy Seth real quick. I loved his response when you brought this up in the chat, saying that he would buy an Olympic jersey just so he could burn it and on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's perfect. It's extreme, that's perfect. but you know, it shows the shows the feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the the one that I would, the, I think the thing I would be most excited for for going that route would be the Kuzma a Kuzma thing. You know, if we because their contracts are basically the same. Um, okay. Yeah. So if it was hard you know, art plus a pick for Kuzma. If we could do that, I would do that. Sure. Um, I don't know. I don't know that the wizards would, but, um, but yeah, I mean that like outside of that one, I haven't found anything that I would say like, this is, you know, we should do this. I mean, it, unless you're, you know, you're getting into the bigger things and you're packaging, chart, whatever, something getting, getting into those, those spaces. Like, you know, I haven't that, that, that well is endless, but, you know, if you're just trying to say like, all right, we're trading hard or hard in a pick, like, what can we get with that? Uh, it's nothing super exciting, right? I mean, you know, maybe the like the PJ Washington type of thing, or that you talked about, like maybe, maybe that kind of thing. But I mean, how about like know. a what, what? What do you see as far as? I mean, first of all, like you know, I, I think it's important to remember it's not just about exactly who we can get back versus if we can just maybe turn it into an asset for something for like an offseason move. But what about mm-hmm. even like a, a Hart and a Simons? You don't see, I mean, those two together, you, do you feel like that gives us maybe a little more versatility with a, a player we could target for the immediate gain? That, the, where that one becomes tricky is that who is the team that wants both of those guys? So, okay, yeah, so we've talked, about a number a, teams that, we've talked about a number of teams that want like a shooter in Simons, but you're right. And a lot of them aren't in the same spot as far as being like a contender who wants that. Yeah piece like josh hart to push that's a fair yeah. point yeah so if you're trading say so say orlando for example right i mean they're orlando i don't think is valuing Hart, especially on an expiring contract right as as an asset right that's not positive that's just i think for a team like orlando that's salary filler to make an, a deal happen 
so or, or just clear some space or or maybe let's say they they want simons and they could take hard as far as trying to flip him for for more assets in the future yeah right? maybe yeah maybe i mean i think yeah so i'm but i'm saying if it's just if you're just going one one team to one team like i can't imagine who's the team who's gonna like matt maybe toronto like i could see you know if we're going down that road like may, maybe they would value that having simons and hart um, I, I, I'm, I'm shooting my shot with, I think that that OG deal is done and I think it's going to be the Knicks. You think OG's going Knicks? Okay. I think, mm-hmm. I think, I think it's Knicks. I think it just makes too much sense because after them, I mean, here's the story, here's the narrative, right? So they, they lose out on Donovan Mitchell. They're in the mix now for one of the prizes, you know, basically of this trade deadline. Um, and you know, those guys don't want to lose out again. They have the picks. You know, they acquired more picks over uh, over draft day. And so they have the assets. I mean, the, the rumor that I've heard from a few different sources has been they've offered three picks. And especially if that is the asking price, I'm saying Portland. Portland doesn't have I, the picks I, yet. I would, well, even if they did, I wouldn't get three picks for, for him. I don't, I don't oh, think yeah. he's worth no, that. I'm, I'm with you on that. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think he's got value, but he's not. He's, not, he's a fringe yeah. piece, like a... Uh, he's a fringe piece like the the same way that we said Simons does. Like we were talking about before, yeah. you know, if you're gonna yeah. move, move fringe piece for fringe piece, it's it's not yeah. like, it's not outrageous. Yeah, I mean, I think you know that I, something I, I was I was playing with that earlier, saying like, okay, what's the what are the contracts? How does that work for for Toronto and the Knicks? And it's, I mean, I think like Hartenstein and Reddish gets them there money wise. Um, so I think yeah, Hartenstein, Reddish, three picks for OG. That's that's my call. That's my that's my Max Stradamus call. <laughs> Max Stradamus, thank yeah. you, sir. You see, you you as much as you and I love the butt heads, you know how to get right in there for the heart too. You you protect <laughs> my feels, and then you know that I love the <laughs> nicknames in the title. So Max Stradamus, I might have to try and write that one down and use that next time we bring you in here, bro. I like uh, it. Yeah. So I I mean I, I, I don't know I don't know I'm I mean I'm convinced that we do something. I just have no idea where it's what it's going to be. <laughs> at this point that's, yeah, that's fair. you know i i think because i'm i was looking for players for heart like you know thinking all right what are we going to do players wise players I, versus it's, an asset. Yeah. it seems to be that if we move heart the most likely thing is it's you know it's for a pick right we're getting players that will fill the money but it's the pick that we're getting for heart and i think that's that is uh from what i can find Again, unless it is like the we get that one 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 off shot at Kuzma, I, I think it's that's what's going to happen. Well, you know, only one way to see, and that's wait another eight days. We'll see exactly what happens. Chris, you want to fire off at Max Stradamus here before we be we be, before we bring in Die Mad Stradamus? I guess on the other side, be Max Sharanya or whatever. I fully disagree with about one hundred and ten percent of half he says. <laughs> do the math right that's scott steiner for you mm-hmm. um uh, th- this uh, josh hart is is valuable uh nurk was far more valuable than the mle no matter what you want to say um he would get that money um josh hart i think will get that money too there are plenty of teams that have the ability to free up that space move pieces around um and when you when you talk to gms it's actually i wish they would give more information than the public knows and even media knows, but there's so many freaking weird workarounds 
uh, in the CBA and ones that we don't know of that they can free up money to do it. Very similar to what uh, they did with, with Rodney Hood. They paid him way more money than anyone thought Portland had. And it was all in the, the uh, vernacular used in the contract. I still think Josh Hart is a, is a 15 million a year guy in the current cap space. Just point out that you all thought I was asinine too. when I told you the money I projected use of Nurkic and oh. Simons to make only for them to make that money. Chris um, bringing so, receipts, you know, I do have receipts. No, so I, fully, I think you get that I money. I think believe, there's teams. I fully no, I think they were going to get those contracts. I just didn't believe yeah, that they yeah, could yeah. get it from anyone else. That's yeah, you do saying. now. You do now. No, I know I don't. I don't believe that but anyone outside teams, of Portland. There are teams that could, there are teams that could free up that money in the current landscape. Josh Hart, I think, is a very uh, uh, good commodity for a lot of teams, especially playoff teams. So who has that money remains to be seen. I'm not going to dig through on who can do it i just know teams like uh, indiana can get that money and they have proven with the re-signing of miles turner that they are not going to be full uh full sell they might like what they got sacramento can get that money sacramento would be a real good fit honestly um so there's teams out there i still think that's where uh his value is uh for sure uh og on anobi i think if you, if you're talking about teams overpaying i think if, you, if you're the knicks and you're gonna send three first round picks for OG on the Nobi. Well, Jesus Christ, welcome to the continued show. That is the New York Knicks. <laughs> that's a bad, that's a bad move uh, for sure. That's just wild. I don't know why you would do that. Uh, and then, and then secondarily, I mean, we're talking about Josh Hart an expiring player option. What his true value is. He's a sixth man uh, in his true role, which is what many of us believe. So trading a sixth man for a starting uh forward and Kyle Kuzma also seems very very unlikely unless you're able to get Chicago to get rid of the pick restriction uh and then you can throw in uh, a first or more to get him so I, I I would like it but I just don't see that one happening I think Josh Hart at this point if you're the Blazers if you're trading him you're not gonna get uh, a big splash you're trading him exclusively to get any return on your asset that you can before he walks out the door since he's already basically told them as much that he's declining that player option. So uh, what they do with it, again, I'm glad I'm not Joe Cronin. These are, these are tough decisions and tough moves to be made. But uh, just the, I, I, I don't know if I agree with old uh, B-Mac Wojnarowski over there. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah we'll, we'll see. We'll see about the heart thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that if Portland keeps him, they overpay him. And I don't think he makes anything more than, I'll say, like $12 million from any other team just based on, upon the uh, the teams with cap space this offseason right. let me let me kind of transition this too here because we've been talking about uh uh jeremy grant's contract the last few weeks and i've been bringing up with chris each time do people feel confident in, in blazers resigning him and there's obviously been a lot of scuttlebutt about oh he's not signing it yet because oh maybe he doesn't want to be here versus uh, he's just waiting to get that fifth year money and getting the real value out of his contract with portland I am still with Chris on the point that I, I feel like Blazers are, are orienting themselves too strongly towards that move of like, yeah, we're going to sign Grant back here for, for the money. And maybe that does make it less likely that Hart stays with us. But Die Mad, he's been asking us for a couple of weeks now to talk about the Grant versus Hart expirings and all this. And uh, let's, let's just hear from him live. If he's got his mic able to unmute at this point, because he's been waiting for us very patiently. How, how are you feeling at this point, uh, KJ? Are you thinking that, are, are, can you agree that... Jeremy Grant is probably more likely for us to stick with. And do you think that Josh is gone or, or how about the number? Do you feel like Josh would be getting 12 if we managed to kind of wait him out and he hits free agency and just comes back? Where, where do you stand, sir? 
Shooting is at a premium in the league right now, though Josh hasn't been shooting great this year. But uh, I, uh, I feel like he could probably get something in the 15 million range. I don't think that's unreasonable. He's the type of player that contending teams are going to want to have. Uh, what we could get in exchange for him uh, is probably not a whole lot. Uh, I was looking at the trade machine uh, with Miami, for instance. Uh, that's one of the teams that were brought up. And I think that it would just end up like a two-for-one with Dwayne Dedman. But honestly, if you're Portland, that, that's all you need. We have a uh, like severe lack of just NBA rotation caliber bodies right now. So if we can just trade Josh Hart's contract for two guys that you can actually trust to play minutes in the playoffs, then I, I think that actually improves us going forward. Listeners, we are in the thick of the NBA season and there are so many variables right now. Can Dame stay healthy enough to lead the team or are we going to have to rely more on Jeremy? Will the Blazers make a move before the deadline or are we going to wait for the offseason? Can we make the playoffs straight up or are we going to get stuck in the play-in tournament in the middle of this stacked Western Conference? One thing's for sure, I know when I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's not even the only promotion they have with DraftKings, but let me say this again so you're totally clear. Download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN for the Basketball Podcast Network. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do win. That's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I, yeah, and let me let me throw this in too, since we we kind of went over the Nurkish stuff before, and we're, if we're talking about positive versus negative assets, do you are you as low on on Nurk? Because we haven't seen you in some of these. Uh, you maybe taken a little hiatus from some of our our trade talk discussions recently. And, and while you've been bringing up the the JG stuff. Do you feel like Nurk is as negative an asset as these guys? And if so, uh, just say it in one word and, and we can move right away from that. Or if you agree with me, feel free to expound. Well, he's definitely overpaid. Uh, I think he got more money uh, than any other center in free agency last year. That, that's the Portland tax that you guys were talking about. But whether or not we should move on to him or not, it, it's really hard to trade a starter or another starter of the same position and get better. Uh, and so. Uh, does Nurk have a lot of foibles? Absolutely, he does. Uh, is it a coincidence that the team, this team's longest playoff round is also the one that Yusuf Nurkic didn't play in? I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but at the same time, like uh, if you look at his on-off courts, the team is maybe three points better than he plays. We don't really have another center on the roster, with uh, all due respect to Drew Eubanks. Uh, and so how are we getting better at the five by trading our five, especially when we don't have any draft cap. And so uh, it's not that I don't think we should trade them. It's just that I, I don't think there's a good trade for them. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at too. I, I just think that there's a lot more possibilities for Nurk when you look towards the off season and maybe things kind of open up more, more teams kind of, uh, more, more clear, uh, balance between buyers, sellers and the rest and not every team thinking that they just should be buying pieces and making it such a seller's market. We got one other friend real quick. Just uh, some uh, Julio, you just stopped in here, bro. Just stopped by. You, you, I know you said you might have to get back to work, but if you got a mic on, you want to you wanna chime in about any of this? Like, what is your thoughts on Josh Hart versus Simons versus Nurk? Uh, oh, I see the mic muted. Maybe he's not here now. Julio, are you with us? Hey. Oh, there we go. Hey, uh, there we go. Okay. 
Uh, well, we can hear you. It sounds like you might be speaking us uh, speaking to us from a submarine. I'm not quite sure. Is it probably a phone or computer mic? But it's all good. Like I'm, I'll, I'll, I got some editing to do today for this pod, so I'm not worried about a little more uh, audio audio quality. But yeah, man, what's your thoughts? Where's your head at coming to the? Yeah, demo? I mean, I think the big one that we're looking for is hard to get news. Uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on your flavor, um, I don't really see Nurkic getting moved. Uh, I just don't know what the deal would be. Uh, it's really hard to see. So if it happens, it's going to blow everybody. Up. It's going to be it's going to be like the Clippers trade in this year, where it just comes out of left field. Is what I'm imagining. Um, I think Joe Cronin's a really creative guy, though. So. As many trade mocks as I've seen, I just don't think any of them are going to be close to what actually happens because I just can't view him as being just a creative guy, like being able to rope in different things and kind of having, I don't know, an eye towards the future at all times. So um, that's kind of what I see happening. It's just something coming out of left field, if anything. That's usually um, the way it goes, man. That usually it is that kind of thing where the the trades that happen are the trades that no one was talking about ahead of time. So you know maybe we should yeah. just we should just zip our lips as far as the Pascal Siakam hopes and the rest, and just you know that that'll be the thing that comes through. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the big <laughs> one that you can look at is Josh Hart. I think Josh Hart fits in a lot of places. So I'm really interested to see if and when he gets traded, what the return is. If it's going to be win now sort of move or. You know, something that just kind of builds the future, maybe something that can help us over the summer. But, I don't know. That's that's a big one to keep in mind. Yeah, yeah. Trying to trying to bring in uh, a decisive piece, like a game changing kind of piece, does seem a little less likely at this point than maybe amassing assets. And again, considering that so many teams are wanting picks, the one thing that Blazers really don't have uh, a lot of choice with right now, a lot of flexibility until, like Chris mentioned, we can change up those uh, restrictions with Chicago. Yeah, maybe maybe a move uh, like Hart for some assets would help us for, for the offseason. You can yeah. see that being maybe most likely path. <laughs> uh, I do want to say just before I head out, uh, the one my big take, I guess, is that I would be okay with losing some future picks. Um, I know that, that Chicago Bulls unprotected sort of deal is risky. Uh, if there's any way to move future picks like a 2026 2028 pick that would still allow for the bulls pick to be conveyed next year um i think that would be really acceptable uh, sorry say, say that say that one again for me real quick bro because there's just the, the the boomy echo don't know if you're in a in an opera hall or in like a maybe tile walled bathroom okay yeah, <laughs> but it, gonna, i just couldn't quite get you i'm in a conference hall um, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I, I believe if you move the 26 and 28 first round draft picks, that would still allow the blue pick to convey next year and not It can. It it they cannot do that. Oh no. So oh. because because the way the rules set up, that the 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 pick is protected through what 2020. And if it doesn't convey in 2028, then it becomes a second round pick. So because of the way that protection is set up, they have to work under the assumption, according to the rule, that that pick could convey at any year. So they can't trade any of the first round picks within that. Because, for instance, you can't you can't you can't trade first round picks in back to back years. So if the Blazers had all their picks available, they could and they traded the 2023 pick. 
they couldn't trade the 2024 first round pick until draft day. Um, so right now they're working under the assumption that this pick, the 2023 pick, will end up going to Chicago. So they can't trade the 2024 pick. But because it is protected beyond that, they also have to work under the assumption that if it doesn't go, if it doesn't get traded, or excuse me, if it doesn't convey to Chicago this year and moves to next year, that locks up the 2025 pick. So if they traded the 2025 pick right now, but then this pick didn't convey, they would be in violation of the rule because if they conveyed the 2024 pick, they wouldn't have the 2025 pick. I know that's confusing, but they have to work under the assumption that that pick isn't conveying yet and they can't trade those picks. So the only way to open up the 2026 and the 2028 pick is to have Chicago remove that restriction and give that pick to them right now. And then they, would be, then they wouldn't be able to trade the 2024 pick because the 2023 pick would go to Chicago, but that would open up the window to trade the 25, 26, 27, 28 picks. And kind of like you said, they would only be able to trade the 25 and 27 or the 26 and 28 because you couldn't trade picks in back-to-back years. So unfortunately, they can't trade any of those picks at the moment. We could could trade as many as three if we did that, though. We could trade 25, 27, 28. That would be our Yes, that is is correct. That is your gap there. Yeah, okay. See, see, uh, this is why you come to Trailcasters because every now and then, occasionally, we, we're not stats guys, we're not numbers guys, we don't do the, the deep analytics guys, we give you personality and fun. But every now and then, <laughs> we can kind of show that some of us, at least, not this guy, but some of us know what we're talking about. The only hey. reason I get it right is because I get it wrong more often than not, and I learn <laughs> from my mistake. But listen, I, I just want, I want to say, appreciate you guys. Mac Deuce, Die Mad, Julio, all three of you. Thank you so much for coming on and joining us. We're, uh, we're probably going to wrap up here because we've, got, we've been going for a minute and we could keep going around in circles, but uh, very much appreciate each of you coming in here. It's fun doing the, you know, I'm sure Chris, the, the radio guy, the career radio guy, I'm sure loves having these kind of live radio sessions at the end of a podcast. This is right up his alley. So thank you all for making Chris's day so he doesn't just have to put up with my dumb ass the whole time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyone, uh, any, any closing thoughts, anything else you guys want to, any predictions you want to make? Give us something solid. Uh, no, no fence writing. Give us some solid hot take predictions for the deadline here. What you got? Yeah, just real quick. Uh, I'd like to do a rapid fire and see uh, uh, how many moves the Blazers make in the next week. I I th- I think I'm saying one, maximum two. I I I don't think Nurk is getting moved before the deadline. I would like to see a single move that packages Hart and Penny. I'm not, I'm not sure if that's what happens or not. Maybe one for each of them. That uh, to be it could be zero to two, but I don't think we're going beyond two. Where you at, Mac? I'll, re- I'll, 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 I'll say it a little differently. How many players that are Blazers now will not be Blazers after the trade deadline? Uh, I will set that line at two and a half, and I'll take the over. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the under on that. I like that. What, what do you think, Dimat? Does that rephrase it appropriately? And where are you going, over or under? Under, for sure. Under, okay. With me. Are you far under, or are you just thinking like the one that, uh, like the Josh Hart, Simon's kind of two-player range. I'd love the, the team to move on from Simon's, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, oh, okay, so uh, under, under. I think, we, I think we stand pat. Maybe Josh Hart gets moved for salary filler, but that's it. 
quiet deadline. It's entirely possible. It might disappoint a lot of fans if we stay that quiet. But Cronin has shown that he can do stuff in the offseason. He can make bigger swings than Neil ever was willing to. So I'm I'm okay with it. If he makes, I'd rather have right moves than than moves for the point of making. A I have a bone to pick with you on that one, Keith. But we can get into that some other time. Oh, what, <laughs> okay, okay. Well, pre- preview for me. What bone? What 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 did I say? How did I? <laughs> How do I make Dime mad mad? Don't get him started, Keith. Because <laughs> Portland and Joe Cronin traded the almighty oh, Robert Covington. Right. Oh. Ah! <laughs> that's right. I, I forgot Dime Mad. It's been so long we had you fired. on here. I, I forgot you were the, the anti-Cronin. Broke so much. It's nuts. Yeah, it is wild, <laughs> isn't it? No, I just hope. I I I I hope the Blazers. And I say this in jest, just for a chuckle. Not for real. I just hope they trade Jabari Walker as far away as possible. God send, him to, send, send him to Get Miami and take send him to Miami and take <laughs> BMAC with him. Uh, I got nothing. I think this. I I, I know you asked uh, everyone to put their numbers and and everybody did and you did. I think this is a, actually a really really interesting trade deadline because uh, as you can see uh, during the chat here uh, with BMAC and and you and I, I think you have you have different differing opinions on the value of nurk i have much different opinions on the value of nurk and who they should trade bmac has very very different opinions on that uh, i don't know what is the right one and i think that's kind of indicative of how this de- trade deadline is going to play out and not just for the blazers i think kind of like you said keith with the blazers kind of being not a buyer or a seller but being an, an opportunist. opportunist i think yeah, there's yeah. a lot of that going on uh with so many teams middling in the middle right now um and and it's just I don't know how to gauge this this uh, trade deadline. I it could all of a sudden be a fire sale. It could be super super quiet. Uh, it could be something in between. Um, but you're gonna have to see those dominoes start to fall, and then it could be rapid fire. I think it'll be interesting. I wouldn't be shocked if the Blazers made multiple moves. I equally would be unshocked if this is the exact same team you see come February 10th. Like. This deadline, I think, is very intriguing to watch how the soap opera plays out. Uh, I just also think it's a very hard deadline to get a read on. This is the fun of all this stuff, though, man. This is why we get you guys in here for the trade deadline burnout special is because Rip City is very much a city divided when it comes to all this stuff in the takes. There are many ways to look at it. None of them, most of them, uh, are not wrong. BMAX might fall outside of that. We've each done our research. Everyone's coming in here with not just hot takes, but stuff that they've they've looked in the numbers at. and. You know, uh, maybe some of us can do math better than others, but I'm, I'm not holding that against anybody. Again, though, guys, it's really fun to get all of you in. Thank you so much, Diamad. Thank you so much, MacDeus. Thank you so much, Julio. And thank you, everyone else on our Discord, because there's a whole lot of this that goes on and happens uh, without the microphone in front of us. It's been an awesome time on Discord. It is super fun to not only have live podcasts like this where we get all of you coming in with us. We've been having... Uh, a handful of other pods in there as well. Shout out again to Busted, Unbiased, Blazers hey, hey, What, Holy hey, Backboard, Shauna hey, Hyken, hey. all of our other friends in there. All the content creators like Proto Plutonian, hey. people making stickers, shirts, Chris making mugs and shirts as well. We've got the third bench that has ticket access. We've been giving away literally dozens of tickets this season uh, to, to fans who don't get to go to a lot of games. They get to come sit with us in a large group up in the 300 level. And we've been raising money for a bunch of local charities to do it. It's been a really good time and we're getting to do some good as well. We've even had some swag exchanges. We're going to be selling some of our Trailcaster swag on there pretty soon, too. Game night chats with friends. All of this by Blazer fans like you, like me, kind of like Chris, if he lets us call him a fan. All that uh, by all of us, for all of you as well. All fans welcome. Thank you so much for coming. Link is in the episode description. In closing, your honorable listeners, that's it. That's our show. 
one more time. Thank you, Mac. Thank you, Dimad. Thank you, Julio. Thank you, all the rest of you on Discord. Thank you, Chris Burkhart. Thank you, Odar, for these fat beats. And thank you, all you listeners, for a great listening. If you're a listener that's not on Discord, link is in the episode description. Come and join us. We hope you enjoy your Blazers, your Ripsy basketball, and our latest episode. Thank you again, and please come back next week, the next edition of the Trailcasters. Woo. Hey, Bart. Oh. <laughs> hey Bart. What's up, Shams? What's up, Shams? Uh, what 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 uh, what team is your baby boy uh, John Collins on after the deadline? Oh, oh my God! I, oh. He's probably on. He's probably on the Hawks. I don't think. Ooh. Uh, you don't think he's moving? This is like year four I'm, of them trying to trade him. I, I, I think he's a hot. I don't know if anybody's gonna move. I think it's it's just. I mean, yes, someone's gonna move, but this is shaping up to be one of those trade deadlines where the big names that move are none of the names that we've talked about. Not just for the Blazers, just in general. Uh, John Collins should move. I think he's in a awful, awful situation for him. I think he can rebound uh from that i I, i'm not i'm not getting into this uh mac because i'm not breaking down the numbers i'm just thinking that on teams that i actually think he would be a decent fit for i Mm -hmm. I do think he would play well uh in portland i think he would be well on or be well i think you do well on a team like dallas honestly give them a little more firepower down low and and run that pick and roll um with luca um trying to think ding 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 through my head just real quickly god there's a lot of teams that don't need a guy like that too unfortunately um yeah i I just don't know who's in the buyer's market for him unfortunately portland dallas off the top of my head would be fits i don't know how either one of them really trade for him um he is he fills that fringe star mold um that i think that i kind of put ant in ants far better than him though so i wouldn't make that move like ant for john collins well, what, what um, else so is, I don't well, know how you get him, but oh well, man, I don't know where he goes. That's a really good question. Hawks have got to have something else between assets or, or some minor like bench role player. Where if you're going to move Penny for John Collins' package, there, there'd be other pieces you could be happy about, right? Yeah, no, um, Bogdanovich, maybe. Ooh, um, okay. So like Simons and Hart for Collins and Bogdanovich, something close. I don't, I don't even know what those numbers look like. I don't know. I think Portland's good. <laughs> you're giving up a lot on that one. Um, God, give us more. That's such a good. That's such a good question. Really. The math, the math is pretty close there on the on with those with yeah. those guys.